Did you hear? This is your Johnson County Library Insider. And now, our monthly must-knows. Here's the episode's call number. 658.8342, Duncan. The Secret Lives of Customers. This is a detective story about solving the mystery of customer behavior. We present your word of the month. Logum. Logum is a Swedish and Norwegian word meaning just the right amount. It means in moderation, in balance, perfect, simple, and suitable. We like to think that when you come to the library, you get a perfect, simple experience. Here are numbers you should know. How many of our patrons have active library cards? 169,622. That's roughly the size of Tempe, Arizona, Fort Collins, Colorado, and Overland Park, Kansas. Welcome back to the Did You Hear podcast. Your library insider. This is Charles. And I'm Dave. And of course, our third host is... Insert cricket sound mm-hmm. effects here. Have you seen Jack? That would be Jack. Jack would be our third host, and Jack is not here. Hmm. Um, I think it's time to let the audience know that we no longer have Shannon, and now we no longer have Jack. Right. Yep. We but, started out strong. Right. But do you know who our our, our extra uh, uh, podcast host is? Who would that be, Dave? That would be the entire staff of the Johnson County Library. <laughs> no wonder we have such a big chair. So instead of replacing uh, Jack and Shannon, who are not replaceable, obviously, um, we have so many uh, intelligent, interesting, articulate librarians. And so why not have them fill the empty uh, co-host seat? Right, especially this month with our focus on discovering our patrons for the library as part of our ongoing series. Right, and it's a seven-part series. As you know, uh, it's Discover Your Library. And so the first one was kind of introducing you to the whole concept and uh, introducing um, us to you a bit. But now we're going to talk about patrons. Right. We reached out to our staff, as Dave was just saying, and we ask them to tell us their favorite examples of how patrons use the library and why they use the library. And, and you know what? It was very interesting because we got to find out which librarians are shy and which are not. And maybe that's not the case. Maybe that's not fair. Some folks decided to submit their entry in writing and others recorded an audio file for us. Right. So we're going to go through, listen to some of those with you guys and, You'll get our reactions, and we'll also read some of the the ones that were submitted by our, our other staff members. Let's jump in and hear the first one. It's Becky. Hey, Dave. This is Becky Carlton, and I am a youth services specialist over at the Oak Park Library. And I have a, a warm, fuzzy patron story to share with you. Uh, the other day, I had a family come in for the first time, and uh, they're daughter, I'm guessing she's about three or four, probably four-ish, and we just got to chit-chatting, and uh, I asked her what her favorite book is, and she said her favorite book is, uh, what is it called, Uh, Too Many Jacks, and I had never heard of that book, and you know, I'm a youth services librarian, so I should know these things, so I asked her to tell me about it. And, uh, you know, we just got to chit-chat, and it was pretty cute. And I like to get uh, information. I like to let kids know that they teach me as many things as I teach them. So long story short, I found the book. It's called Too Many Jacks by Mac Barnett. And I checked it out, and I was kind of flipping through it, and I read through it, and it is very cute. It's sort of a modern-day Curious George-esque tale about this rabbit who's a bit ornery and gets into trouble, but as you read through it, uh, you get to talk with the kids about like, oh yeah, Jack shouldn't have done that, right? Maybe he should have done this, and it's just a really good 
uh, book for a preschooler and, and it's funny. And anyway, so I had this book at the desk and uh, later another family came in, which is a regular family that used to come to my in-person story times last year. And we got to chit-chatting and they, you know, it was just really good to see her. She's uh, the girl's about four also. And we were talking about good books and stuff. And I said, have you read too many Jacks? And she said, no, and she didn't know about it. And so I had the book that I had checked out myself. And I said, well, here, I will discharge this and let you take it home and you read it and let me know what you think. And they were really excited about it. And so about a week or two later, they came back into the library, this second family that had checked it out. And they were just raving and raving about it. Turns out it's a whole series by Mac Barnett about this character, Jack, that gets into a lot of shenanigans. <laughs> but it was really cute because the, the little four-year-old girl was like, I love Jack, and I'm going to start asking you for all of my book recommendations and I told her, I said, well, honestly, I got this recommendation from another kid. So, you know, it's it's kind of nice that I get to basically just be the facilitator between the two kids that don't even know each other. But uh, it's also, you know, good to steal great ideas from the best, right? <laughs> anyway, I thought I would share that with you because I just love to connect people in our community and learn from kids and find new books for them to read and enjoy. So if you know anyone that has a four-ish to probably eight-ish age child that likes to read about uh, characters that are lovable, even when they make mistakes that you can learn from, I would recommend the Jack series by Mac Barnett. That is all. Thanks. Bye. Thanks, Becky. Oh, my gosh. And it's so true that our patrons are often the best source for Reader's Advisory. Yeah. Uh, it's hard for one person that's sitting there at the desk when we're helping you find all the books you're looking for. It's hard for us to go read all of the books in the library. So a lot of times I get recommendations from people that come in and say, hey, you got to check this out. Good back and forth. We learn a lot from our patrons. Let's hear what Bet has to say. Hi, I'm Bet from the Monticello Library, and I uh, just wanted to share a couple patron interactions um, that I've had recently. One was uh, a patron that regularly uh, was watching our book parties on Facebook Live, and I did one on uh, graphic books, both fiction and nonfiction. And she ended up later following up with me through a private message, um, letting me know that she had checked out several of the books and really enjoyed them and that they were uh, books that she would have never picked out otherwise. Um, and so it was fun to know that an older patron um, was excited to learn about new things in new ways. Um, and another story is uh, recently at the Monticello Library, I had a 12-year-old patron come up to me at the desk and ask um, for me to place several holds for her. And it was a list of adult nonfiction book on, books on various topics. Um, and she knew, like she's rattling off from memory the title, which if you have looked at many nonfiction books, they are often very long titles that don't just roll off the tongue. And I was just delighted um, to see this uh, 12-year-old that was excited to learn about, uh, like I said, a wide variety of topics and um, just knew, knew her way around the library, um, which was really cool. And also, um, I sat in on one of our online book clubs recently, and uh, several of the patrons um, were talking about how those online book clubs that we've held um, have really helped them through the pandemic, and just to have a new book to read and um, new people to converse with in a safe way. Um, they just really appreciated that. And uh, so just wanted to share those. Thanks, Bet. Yeah, so 
I think one of my favorite parts of the library, Dave, is lifelong learning and how much we promote that. And Absolutely. It sounds like in both of those cases, it was patrons pursuing their interests. It might be new types of materials, might be new subjects, just really interesting topics to that person, and they found a place to explore. And our patrons are really smart. And if they're not they smart are. yet, we've got the books to make you smart. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine a 12-year-old just rattling off from memory just these really long names of nonfiction books? That That is fantastic. It's impressive. Uh, let's hear from Bree. And by the way, have you noticed there's a little pattern here? We're going in alphabetical order. I have noticed that. Hi, this is Bree from the Blue Valley Library. And I'd like to talk about a story that I had uh, with a patron the other day. And it was regarding her exams that she was taking. She was studying for her nursing exam, and she happened to be mentioning that when she was walking by. I stopped her and I said, hey, did you know the library has free exams that you can take on that? So I directed her to the website, www.jocoslibrary.org. We went to the e-library, and then we went to, we scrolled to the, so e-library, and then e-learning, and then we went down to Learning Express and typed in NCLEX, which is the National Council Licensure Examination nationwide for um, the nurses in the United States. And so in the Learning Express for the three questions are practice exams and for PN and for RN, they even have flashcards. She was amazed and was so grateful for the library and thanked me over and over. And I gave her a thumbs up and said, you can do this. So we're, and she said that the library is more than just a library. Um, and I said, yes, it's like your second home, and it's a hub for so many things that the library offers for access to materials and experiences and ideas and, uh, and information to support and enrich everyone's lives. Thank you. Thanks, Bree. Oh, that was so great, and it really hits home because uh, my, my wife recently took the NCLEX, and she is now a registered nurse. But uh, the library uh, played a big role in helping her obtain both her LPN and her RN, and not just the study resources and the uh, exam prep, but just the physical space to have some place to go to make studying special you know, it's it's a destination, and if, yeah. you know, the floor is a little too loud, we have study rooms and places where you can really get, you know, quiet and into your thoughts. Get out of the house, get into a space where you can really focus and For sure. And, and those, that. those test preps, I don't know if you've ever been to a bookstore to buy something like that. Those are expensive. They are, yeah. And Textbooks and all of those things. And we have them available as part of our collection, which is really great. Yes. Yes. Um, so let's hear from Megan. As a youth services librarian, I have the chance to see our youngest patrons light up as they experience the library, whether it's for the first time or the hundredth time. We all know that libraries aren't just about the books on the shelves. There's nothing quite so like awesome as seeing a kid sprawled out on the floor in the middle of an aisle or hidden away in some nook poring over a book. Libraries are about spaces and about bringing people together. In recent years, there's been a lot of research on incorporating outdoor spaces into libraries and the importance of these learning spaces. Three years ago, we began to revitalize the Corinth Youth Patio. We cleaned up the area. We removed the old pots that were there and brought in new pots and soil to start an educational garden. We received so much support from the community, and it was really inspiring. The first year, a local troop of Girl Scouts helped us to plant and maintain the garden, and we incorporated a lot of native pollinator plants, herbs, vegetables. Really, the community has guided us on what the garden has become and has inspired programming about everything from food chain, to composting, to our local ecosystem. We even had an aromatherapy program. 
Our young patrons love seeing the plants growing just outside the library, and they love having the chance to touch and smell. It's so easy to forget that exploring all of our senses is an important piece to early literacy as well. So, you ask me who our patrons are. Our patrons are curious about the world around them. Our patrons care about where their food comes from and about our Kansas ecosystem. Our patrons are looking for that perfect secret nook in the library where they can settle in and read. And sometimes that's in the middle of the aisle, and sometimes it's outside in the shade where they can smell the flowers and be closer to the world around us. Yep, that's... Thank you. Thank you, Megan. Uh, yeah, thank you, Megan. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. So that is definitely along those same lines about finding spaces for you. Reoccurring themes, right? right. Yeah. Reoccurring theme about that. And those patio spaces, the new ones at Monticello and Lenexa City Center Library, and the even in some of our other buildings, we're finding ways to make those other spaces available for our patrons that they want to be in. For sure, and and uh, it definitely, if we were starting a, a a list of characteristics of patrons, they're lifelong learners. They're intelligent. Uh, sometimes they sprawl out in the <laughs> aisle. Um, they like to read. Uh, they they like to share with us. They like to the indoor, the outdoor spaces. Yeah. Sometimes quiet. Sometimes you know for socializing. It's all mm. good. What's your favorite space in the library? Mm. Um, Sprung that on you. I am a big fan of the maker space at Central. Oh, it's a good I'm, one. I've been missing it since since it's under renovations. Mm. Central's under renovations right now, and the maker space isn't available, but they're still running virtual programming. Yeah. I guess it changes for me all the time, but uh, that outdoor patio at the Monticello Library mm-hmm. is pretty amazing. It is. Yeah. Uh, that whole building has so many windows, and <laughs> it's great. For For sure. Um, okay, well, now we're going to hear from Melody, and this is a service that maybe a lot of people don't know that we offer. Let's give it a listen. Hello. I'd like to share a story about our Department of Corrections clients that we see every Wednesday when we go out to the Adult Residential Center for library hours. Imagine a beautiful library room that we've created Uh, full of south-facing windows, sun streaming in. We've got brand new books and some clever displays, fresh coat of paint on the walls, new carpet. We always play some soft jazz or American folk or just some music in the background. The clients really enjoy that. The clients come in, they check out books, they visit with us, they share their stories about their favorite books, we just chat and get to know each other. The other day I was out there and it was time to close up shop. Library hours was over and I needed to lock up the room. And I had one client kind of lingering and I told him I needed to go. And he said, Melody, I just want to thank you for making me feel like a human being. This is the only time I can come and just feel like I'm a free man and I can visit and forget all of the other things going on with my incarceration and then just enjoy myself and feel normal again. I just thought that was a great story and really hits home about our vision and our mission for the incarcerated services and for the entire library. Thank you. Wow, thank you, Melody. That That is... Uh... <laughs> Heavy on the emotional side, but I'll tell you what, that, uh, it, I think there are a number of things that the library does that a lot of people don't know about. And um, a lot of those services we call outreach services, and uh, we, we do offer uh, incarcerated clients uh, the service of reading and books, and uh, we have services for seniors, Mm-hmm. and those that are homebound. And, um, you know, you can go to our website and really dive into all the outreach that we do. Um, and, you know, it just goes to show you that there there are a number of different types of patrons. And just when there you, have it, you think yeah. you have it all figured out, <laughs> it's like, oh, that, 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 
there are a lot of other folks too. Yeah. Even we we have patrons that don't visit the library any of the physical branches. They they're online or they're the our incarcerated services patrons or the home connect patrons, like you were saying. Mm-hmm. Just Yeah. Um and you know, then they're the folks that uh, call T-Ref. Right. Yeah, that's a great service as well. Yeah. I, and how about the website, you know? That's that's the, uh, I don't think people really think of that as a branch. Um, you know, our friends over at Kansas City Public, they actually call their website their their online branch. <laughs> and it makes sense. Um, yeah. There, there are a lot of services there. There's an entire collection of e-materials Um Right there on the website, as long as as well as all of our databases. So it really is the virtual branch. Yeah. As a scavenger hunt for you listeners out there, see if you can find any of the Shawnee Mission School District yearbooks through our website. You can find them. Oh, there you go. I know where they're at. <laughs> do, do I want something? <laughs> Let's hear from Michelle Holden. How's that for a transition? That's that's a good one. Hello, this is Michelle Holden. I'm the assistant branch manager for the Monticello and DeSoto libraries, and I'm here to share one of my favorite memories with you. For a period of years, a patron would visit the Cedar Row Library for research. He primarily used the collection in the building, and he largely kept to himself. Occasionally, he would discover something of interest and share it with staff. When he approached me with seemingly random information about important vitamins needed during pregnancy, I was surprised. This wasn't difficult to find information, and it fell outside his usual areas of interest, which was history. After we visited briefly, I began to ruminate about his odd, though welcomed comment. I had only very recently discovered wonderful news and hadn't shared it with anyone. Thanks, Michelle. Yeah, that's a great story. That's great. And it just goes to show that as much as we get to learn about our patrons and all of their habits and and what's going on in their lives, they also get to know us. For sure. Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much, Michelle. That, That was... That was great. And now let's hear from... Do you Do you have any amusing anecdotes we could listen to? These have all been very touching. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, I think Mike will deliver what you're looking for. Okay. Hey, Dave, this is Mike Keller, uh, information specialist over at Monticello. Um, Charles reached out to me and said, you guys are looking for our favorite patron stories. Um, and uh, I had one... This was many years ago. He, he said I should just call and leave it as a voice message. But anyhow, uh, mine was from many years ago. And a uh, boy, I, I was a patient at Leewood, and a boy who was probably, I would say probably four or five, um, came over to me while I was shelving. And with just complete seriousness and almost an air of sophistication, he said, excuse me, sir, where are the Tiger Books? And it still makes me laugh. Uh, he, yeah, I guess in case that wasn't clear, uh, he said, where are the tiger books? He was looking for books about tigers. And, uh, yeah, it was just the combination of his uh, young voice and then just the kind of manner he had cracked me up. And I still think about him often uh, when I'm in the kids section. And uh hope he uh, found the tiger books. He was Well, you know, he, he did. Uh, I took him over to the tiger books. But uh, so, yeah, I hope he's still reading about tigers and uh, that was one of my favorite uh, patron interactions here at JCL. Thanks, Mike. Uh, Charles, I do have a question for you. Yeah. Well, the Tiger Books. The Tiger Books. Do, do you know? I'm actually I asking. Know. I would like to check out a Tiger Book this afternoon. Mm, I would give you a, like a call number general yeah. range, but I forget which one. Is it 500s? Oh, or? my gosh. You're, you're yeah. right. We did need a little levity. Uh. <laughs> um, yeah. But that that's hilarious. That's great. You, can, you can almost picture the kid, you know? Yeah. Sometimes it's just those little interactions that you have throughout the day that are delightful. Um, unfortunately, we only have one more recorded uh, submission, and then we'll dive into some of the written submissions. So yeah. Sounds this, good. This one is uh, from Megan, who we heard from a little earlier, and she has so many stories, we're not going to hold her to just one. Our patrons are fans of the magical and the absurd. Take our summer reading program, for instance. Our mascots are Sparkle, a pink unicorn, and Horse, a horse with an unfortunate number of limbs, if you've seen the videos. Sparkle has been a hit with our patrons since her debut last year while our libraries were closed. 
We wanted to find a way to stay connected with our patrons through a tough time, and Sparkle helped bridge that gap. With her sassy, silly antics, we've really been able to connect with the kids of Johnson County. We've had kids come to the library dressed like Sparkle, with the most sparkly, magically unicorn horns you can imagine. Uh, we've received a lot of drawings of Sparkle, and we've gotten videos from schools of whole classes dancing along with Sparkle and Horse. Sparkles helped our youngest patrons connect to the library in a fun and meaningful way. Thank you, Megan. You know what? There you go. Just when you think you've got everything figured out about our patrons, how about this? Fandom. People really love what they're into. And so we've had a number of different events where people show up in numbers and they dress like the characters that they're interested in. I, you know, in addition to uh, people with their love of summer reading and sparkle, um, I can think of some other events. Like we had a Doctor Who event, which I heard was maybe 300 people and folks were you know, dressed in appropriate attire doctor. and and they even built, um, a TARDIS. I'm not a, yeah. Okay. That's the um, correct show. We've had Harry Potter events where, mm-hmm. you know, uh, kids have come dressed as their favorite wizard house and, uh, or their favorite wizard. Um, trying to think of other things. Looking yeah. forward to SparkleCon 2022. <laughs> It's your favorite character from the Sparkle videos. I'm not sure that that's a thing, but we could make that we could make that happen. Yeah, yeah. And you you know what? The writers' conference. Almost every single person comes dressed as a writer. True. (laughs) 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 That's true. So, Becky, a youth information specialist at oh, is this one of our oh written? Yes. just a second. We need to reach deep into the mailbag. Ah, I've got one now. It's from our youth information specialist, Becky, at Oak Park. And Becky writes, This morning a family stopped by the Oak Park Library for the first time since the pandemic started. Four kids and a mom. They were incredibly excited to be back at the, and I'm using air quotes here, the real library. Although they made do with a creative alternative last summer, an elder in their neighborhood has a private library of kids' books he keeps for his grandchildren. Once every two weeks, this family would walk over to the neighbor's house to browse his collection. He would let them check out books for two weeks, and then they could return them and check out more. They did that all summer, The mom said it was a blessing to have access to his private collection, but now her kids have been begging to come back to the real library. They got their summer reading logs, and they plan on coming back every couple weeks. That's great. Isn't it? I'm jealous of those kids. (laughs) Having a library right next door. You know, they say it takes a village, and uh, it's nice that... uh, they were able to come up with a alternative library, um, you know, yeah. during the pandemic. Yeah, that's great. Well, I got one here. This one is from Carrie, and it says it was about the second or third week that Monticello had been open. It was still pretty crazy busy, but there were a few lulls here and there. That's when I met one of our new but soon-to-be regular patrons. He came up to the desk and explained that he had just recently retired, and he had never really had time to read. He wanted to read all the classics that people would refer to because he was always disappointed that he didn't really get the references they would make. He said that he didn't care if the books were for kids or high schoolers. He wanted to read them all. It was so much fun suggesting classic titles like Where the Red Fern Grows a separate piece, and even newer titles like The One and Only Ivan. He checked out about six books. He warned me that he would be back next week, and sure enough, he was. I started keeping a list of books to suggest for him. I looked forward to our chats. He was one of the patrons I thought about during the pandemic. I didn't see him for quite some time. I hoped he was okay. 
And then one day, after it was getting easier and easier to get access to the vaccine, he walked up to my desk with a big smile and asking me how I was doing. I was very surprised by my... I was surprised by my very emotional response. I was overjoyed to see him. I actually teared up. I think I'd been more concerned than I realized or had the capacity to acknowledge. We picked up right where we left off with him actually suggesting titles to me. It was wonderful. It is wonderful. It is wonderful. Thank you, Carrie. I mean, it, it, you know, it, it shows that, that bond and that connection between librarians and, and our patrons and, you know, we, we care about your well-being. We're so glad to see you back. Yes. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Um, Happy to see everybody, all your smiling faces. For sure. And so now... All your smiling vaccinated faces. Yes. Smiling vaccinated faces. Uh, we have one from Cassie. And uh, Cassie is out at Gardner. And she has a little story about one of her coworkers. So, get this. It's a big one. Okay. (laughs) Did you know that Sam Chong, uh, part-time YS at Gardner, is a former Storytime patron? She and her son Eli came to Toddler Storytime every week, and she loved to keep me up to speed about the six-by-six skills that Eli was building week by week. She even made up an app to track his ever-growing vocabulary. With her curiosity about early learning, uh, I'm sorry, early learning environments, and her tech-savvy way of approaching data collection, she's a great fit for library work. She applied for a page position at Corinth while Eli was still small, and after being hired as a YS four years ago, now she has two little readers and plenty of committee work to keep her busy. Isn't that a great story? That is. It's nice to see. Not every patron comes to work here, but we have so many volunteers (laughs) that, that are our patrons and... So many ways for people to get involved at the library through all of our events, and mm-hmm. it's great. And uh, this is a good time to do a little tease, and that is next month's episode. We continue the Dis- Discover Your Library series, and uh, this month, of course, we're talking about patrons. Mm-hmm. Next month, we're talking about librarians. Right. And it's fascinating because just like Samantha's story that she started coming to the six by six, uh, you know, the story time and, and building the six by six skills, skills with her, uh, her, her child. Um, some of these librarian stories, how they got started, why they've got, uh, why they got started, um, just the path to where they are now. Fascinating, mm-hmm. but that's not this week. That's not. That's no. next week. That's this, next week. That's this week's just... all about you, our patrons. That's right. I think I saw one in here from Dylan. Let me see if I can find it. I can help you if you need it. Oh, there, there it is. Okay, here we go. So from Dylan. Here is a verbatim comment we received as a response to JCL's request for memories from Antioch patrons. I grew up coming to this library. I started my love of reading and learning in the children's section, where I would pick out a stack of books and curl up in the nooks that felt like a little cave and read for as long as I was allowed. I remember my excitement as I realized that the young adult section was no longer too intimidating and there was a whole new set of worlds to explore. After some years, the adult section, which to me was anything nonfiction, seemed approachable, and my love for reading expanded into a love for learning. I used this library as a haven in rough times, a place to study, where I printed resumes and applied for jobs, and where I found materials to finish my degree. It's been a wonderful journey, and this location will always hold a place in my heart. To those who have cared for it through the 28 years I've been coming, thank you. You have made a difference to me. Heart, a lifelong learner. Isn't that amazing? Oh, boy. You know, just every part of your life, if 
if you want that helping hand or the smiling face of a librarian to help you or, you know, just access to the wonderful collection and all the services and uh, programs that we offer, um, it can really enrich your life. It can. And it's proof because that, that patron wrote it. Yes. And Dylan wrote the first sentence. <laughs> <laughs> Way to go, Dylan. Good job, Dylan. Thanks uh, for sharing uh, it. Tip of the cap. And I don't know, we probably need to work on, you yeah. know, that sort of acknowledgement. But um, let's see if we can find another one. Okay. Okay, now this one. Let me get a good handle on it here. Uh are we it's, doing that one? It's from Margaret. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, it's from Margaret. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Margaret writes, A dad brought his little girl and teddy bear into the library. When I asked if I could help them uh, find something, the dad replied that they were looking for books on potty training. For a girl, I asked. The dad looked to the little girl and asked the same question. The little girl shook her head, No. Oh, for a boy, he answered me. After showing him what items we had available, I finally realized that they were there so the little girl could get tips on how to potty train the teddy bear. <laughs> Another story from Margaret. A little boy dressed in a full cowboy attire came into the library with his family. You couldn't help but notice the little guy in his western shirt, jeans, and boots. All that was topped off with chaps and a hat with a perfectly rolled brim that he held tightly in his hand. They made their way over to the children's section, and after a few minutes, I approached to ask if they needed help finding anything. Without missing a beat, the little boy looked straight at me with a serious look on his face and stated, I need a horse. <laughs> Oh, and Margaret doesn't stop with That's two. Good. She's got a third one. And uh, b before I read the last one, um, thank you, Margaret, for your service with the library uh, these many years. Uh, we hope you're out there listening. I, I know that you are. Um, Margaret uh, retired recently, right before this podcast. This was one of the last things she did was, was submit um, her, her stories. Her for stories. Us. Yeah. So this last one is going to be a doozy, okay. or, or, or not, I don't know. But they've been good so far. Buckled in. All right. A young boy, I'm guessing around third grade, came into the library with his mom. They were looking for information on dinosaurs, but especially pictures. I could tell he was quite knowledgeable on the subject, randomly calling out facts and correctly pronouncing names that would trip, uh, trip up most adults. After we looked through the stacks, they selected seven or eight books, and I showed them a table where they could decide which books they wanted to take home. All the books were open to pages with nice photos, color sketches, and the like, but the mother asked if we had anything else. What I was really hoping for is to find pictures of real dinosaurs, not museum photos and sketches. It was all I could do to hide my expression, and before I could form a reply, the young boy jumped in and said, She's still learning. <laughs> Aren't we all? That's and, awesome. Yeah, you know, there's so much to know in life, and if you happen to miss the, the fact that the dinosaurs are, are long extinct, <laughs> yeah. then... It's uh, an easy mistake to make. It's good to have a smart kid around to kind of... You know, point That's out that true. you're still learning. I like the horse one too. Yeah, that reminds me a lot of my my younger brother. Yeah, and 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 a child wanting to uh, potty train a a, a, a teddy bear. bear. Yeah, oh, it's fantastic. Got one of those Charmin bears. Um, I'm gonna. Well, I see if you can find one in your your deep okay. mail bag Let there. Me see. I think it's the one back here. Uh, okay. That one looks good. Here. Let's do this one. There's a lot that was preventing you from accessing this one. It's true. 
I should organize my my letters better before I think next I start time recording. we should like put in dragon sounds and you know bears and all kinds of things that prevent us from getting to our mail back. <laughs> so this one is actually in a little bit of a different format. It is a letter to our patrons. Very good. So it begins, my dear patron. This letter of undying gratitude is to you. Hour by hour, year after year, you have engaged me, delighted, frustrated, inspired, and challenged me. Providing me with an abundance of stories to tell, to pick one or even a top ten has proven impossible. I could no sooner pick a favorite star in the sky or a favorite stage of childhood. This is because I find myself forever standing in awe as the nuances of every detail reveal themselves to me. It is your kindness, your curiosity, your passion, your purpose, the patient that you, patience that you extend as you invite me to assist you in your quest that gives my heart wings and motivates me to reach further and learn just a little bit more each day. We have spoken briefly, everything from excellent directions to the bathroom, to rousing reader's advisory, to unexpected story times. But somewhere... In the moments that lay within moments, we have laughed together, exchanged our wisdoms, watched babies learn and grow. We have cried together, celebrated newfound jobs, births and rebirths, and we have reminded and encouraged one another to keep moving forward. If you find that my service is exceptional, please know that you as a community are what drive me. And these chance encounters of connection are what inspire me. This is such a significant role that I play when I am in our library. I provide access to materials that serve your purpose. I protect the neutrality of all, ensuring safety for you to seek and explore any subject without hesitation. And I am afforded the liberty to delight you with a simple hello or a guiding hand. Our libraries are the keystones in our community. They're sanctuaries of solitude with moving, uh, with moving ways of illumination. They provide opportunities for connections, but it does not create a culture of judgment in any direction, simply a place of possibilities with a plethora of choices. It is a rare and wonderful place, and it is an honor and a privilege to serve you within these hallowed halls. So thank you, dear patron, for all that you are and all that you strive to be. I eagerly await our next visit. Well, thank you, Jean. That was simply elegant, and I don't know that I need to say any more. Yeah. Thank you very much. Thank you. And I, I, I know that our patrons will appreciate hearing that, and I'm sure that there are a lot of librarians that say uh, ditto. <laughs> right. Because it's it's shorter that way and easier. <laughs> we don't but, have to come up with all those pretty words. Right. Uh, now, we have uh, another one. This one is from Jess, and Jess writes, This cute and nice thing happened to me at Blue Valley a few weeks ago. I wrote about it on Facebook and have slightly edited what I wrote to share with you here. Here's the post. I worked on the kids' desk at the library for part of my shift a few weeks ago. I found out that kids who love reading usually come up to the desk and know exactly what they want. So my job is to get whatever that is into their hands. I had a kid come up and request a book that we had on the shelf. So I sent him back with the author's name to go find it. When he came back to tell me it wasn't there, I got up and went back to look. When I walked back over to the kid's side with the book, his eyes lit up. He started pumping his fists and running over to me. I probably should have told him not to run, but I didn't. I was excited too. I pumped the book up in the air to celebrate with him and handed it over. He thanked me and said, I appreciate your existence of life. Overall, I have found that people are very appreciative of the work that we do at the library, but this young patron was next level. He has no idea that he made me, uh, he made my day and validated my existence so beautifully. 
but he also but he absolutely did. Thanks for your funny, weird, and stunning choice of words that stopped me in my tracks, kid. I hope you love your book. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And you know what? I'll say it uh, uh, to all of our patrons that um, uh, um, I appreciate your existence of life. I, I and Charles, I, I appreciate your existence of life. I appreciate your existence of life, Dave. It would be very lonely without you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be but one podcast voice in in the wind do you do you think we have another let me let me check oh yeah i see one here from meg let's see what she wrote i have a patron who's one of my favorite regulars at central she's 92 years young and comes in weekly to have staff help her place holds since she doesn't own a computer tablet or smartphone She's an avid reader across all genres, but seems to especially love mysteries and nonfiction books about nature. This patron regularly brings in a list of around 15 to 30 items to place on hold or interlibrary loan, and she's thrilled when one of the books is available. She reads roughly a book a day and is constantly asking for recommendations and requesting children's books so she can preview books to buy as gifts for her many grandchildren and great-grandchildren. She brings in her handwritten lists in a variety of requests and, patiently, and waits patiently as we librarians search our databases for the titles and authors. She gets many of her book recommendations from friends and family members and from other books that she reads. I always look forward to helping this patron and seeing her eyes light up when I can find something that she's excited about reading. I am a youth librarian and prior to the pandemic primarily worked with kids and their parents at the youth desk at Central. However, COVID and building renovations have put me at the front desk, almost exclusively helping adult patrons. Seeing this patron regularly has added joy to my current job, and I'm grateful to her for being such an avid reader and delightful patron. I love giving children's book recommendations for her great-grandkids and look forward to seeing her soon. Thank you to all the patrons that are out there. They're absolutely delightful and that bring uh, a quality of life to our positions at the library. Yeah. It's great to have have patrons. Absolutely. All right. I've got another one here, right here in my hand. It is, Charles. It's right here. <laughs> I see it. We 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 don't have a foley artist here. This is actually um, us doing this. I I don't know if you you want to know behind the scenes, but. Um, we're we're pretty clever with the sound effects. It's true. God, <laughs> we got it locked down. We've mastered the uh, the mailbag sound I effect. I feel like Pixar is probably going to hear this and give us a call. St stay stay tuned. Come back next month, and you'll hear even more sound effects. Yeah, Maybe probably, coconuts probably, yeah. for horses. I don't coconuts know coconuts for the Get horses. Some sandpaper. I don't know what sound that makes, but yeah. You know, let's read. Uh, let's read. Uh, uh, please visit a, to Corinth. That's a good idea. When I think of who are our patrons, recently my mind goes straight to my new niece, my sister Valerie, brother-in-law Denison, and niece Shipley have been in a few times since moving back in April. Shipley's first visit to Corinth was her first visit to a library ever. She was born in 2020, and they hadn't been able to get her out until now. They came in, got library cards, checked out the kids' area, and, of course, got books. I love to help by making suggestions, and we were also able to grab others she wants. She consistently has 20 or so books checked out along with her own personal library. She loves reading and I love reading uh, with her almost daily. Yes, I am that aunt who sees her daily. Shipley's current favorite is Duck and Goose Find a Pumpkin by Tad Hills. She is also a fan of Here Comes Santa Corn by Danielle McLean. 
I love helping families and especially young kiddos find new books. And the fact that I now get to help my niece just makes everything even more special. I can't wait to see what her preferences are and talk about new favorites as she grows and evolves. And isn't that just true about not only kids, but the people in our lives, you get yeah. to see them grow and evolve and, and find new favorites and, um, you know, the, the, the new interests that get sparked. It's true. And working here at the library, I feel like my family now treats me kind of like a magical person, <laughs> a resource for everything. No. Is your child, see, my, my child is, my child is going into her last year of college, so these books might not be the best for her. But what, what about yours? Do, do you think? Uh, uh, possibly my son. Uh, he's probably. Pumpkin? He's probably a little beyond that one. Okay. I think the, the too many jacks is probably more yeah. his speed okay. from earlier. All right. But I do have a daughter that was born in 2020 as well. Oh, so. fantastic. And shout out to her. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. As we're recording today, it's her birthday. She's one year old. Well, I hope she's listening and taking feverish notes on all these <laughs> great uh, suggestions of books. And uh, why don't you see, I think there's only a couple left, and they're way deep in that bag. So if you could maybe reach down. Let me see. I don't know. There might be some things blocking you to get to it. <clears throat> <clears throat> Uh, you okay, Charles? Uh, yeah, I think I got that one. Quite worried about <laughs> you there. Um, should probably tone it down a little bit. Probably. Gross. Probably. It's a little, little aggressive. A little much. Okay. Uh, <laughs> it, uh, this one's written in really big, big uh, font. So, mm, If only it you. were on a computer instead of on this paper, we could adjust that. Well, this one's from, from Melody, so do you want to read this one? Yeah. Okay. Take this one. Some years ago during the summer, a boy around 10 would come into the library every day and sit at the computer and play games, etc. But before he sat down, he would always come to the desk and tell us about his day and whether he had chores to do before his mother came home from work. I think we were his adults and he could his adults he could talk to every day. He was very sweet. My book group members through the years have been great. A couple were outstanding. This elderly lady came in every month. We tried to make a party out of it with coffee or tea and refreshments we would all bring so we had an assortment. This lady told me that this was what she looked forward to each month. We were her chance to spend time with other people and not feel alone. Another member who had her 100th birthday last December, I was invited to her Zoom party. I hope I'm as sharp as she is. She's been all over the world and done many things beside raise a family. She always has something to say about the book we were reading, and the other members were happy to listen. We provided a forum for this lady to speak and be heard in. She and her family would always thank me when they had left for... Uh, thank me when they, when they left for having the book group. I think all the libraries have people that have no place to go, and they spend the day or the evening at the library. We had one gentleman that used, used to carry all his belongings in grocery bags and settle down at a computer and surround himself with the bags and some snacks and a gallon of milk to drink. He came in every day for the most part, and he kept to himself. We also had one young man that is challenged or maybe high-functioning autistic that would come into the library on his way to work and check out a biography. He would then tell us about it the next day when returning it to get another. He always remembered our names. There was also a very shy lady that came to the needlers group. She could learn and do any kind of craft. I talked her into coming and putting on a program at the library to show us how to spin on a spinning wheel. It was great. She always sat quietly and worked during our two-hour group time unless someone spoke to her. Unfortunately, she died of leukemia a few years ago, but she loved the library and asked that in lieu of flowers, people should donate to JCL. Sorry this is so long. If I keep thinking, I could probably come up with others. I hope this is helpful. Melody. Oh, that's great. Um, 
You know, the sad thing is there's there's only one left. We only have one submission Just left, one. but uh, it was nice that Melodies was really like many in one. Yeah. yeah. A but bunch of vignettes. Yes. Little, thank thank you for scenes. sharing that. And, and thank you to all the librarians who approach this very differently. Um, but... But I love that, you know. It's uh, it provides with uh, a lot of rich content, and we hope that you have enjoyed us sharing it with you. Our last one for today comes from Dorian, and mm-hmm. she is from Antioch. And let's let's see what she she let's wrote see. here. Um, All right, oh, we no. have milked that to death. All right. <laughs> and this is probably a very serious one. No. Okay. <clears throat> Dorian writes, I've got to get into my Casey case, some um, long distance dedication. <laughs> Here's a guy. No. Dorian writes, I will never forget this heart one. <laughs> I will never forget this heartwarming connection with one of our special young patrons. It all began when he shared his Connects collection in the Kids Collection display case at Antioch. He worked hard to create an attractive and interesting display, which inspired curiosity among other children visiting the library and perhaps even motivated some to start their own collections. But, It wasn't until when his mom came in to collect the display pieces that I realized just how important an opportunity like this is to some children. You see, his mom thanked us profusely for for the program, explaining that he was recovering from open-heart surgery and had not been able to participate in most activities. Our kids collection program gave him the opportunity to participate and share his talents with his peers and the community in a way in which he was physically able to, uh, in a way he was not physically able to uh, during his uh, recovery. His family was excited, took pictures of him setting up the collection and invited his classmates to stop by the library to check it out. Neighbors, family, and friends also stopped in to see this wonderful display. His mom told me that the pride he felt in his accomplishment was palpable. We invite all young people to participate in the Kids Collection Program at Antioch. The program is a nice way for children to try their hand in a little community involvement and tell a story about themselves and their collection. The process of designing the display, labeling some of the items, and writing a short paragraph about the collection is educational on so many levels, but it's also just plain fun. Some of our other branches offer similar opportunities for all ages. We also offer an opportunity to do a virtual display on our library Facebook page. The variety of collections displayed over the years has been astounding and the talent of our young citizens is so impressive. Come to the library and find out how you can participate in this fun activity. And, you know, that's, that's great stuff, Dorian. And uh, I would add to that, um, I've been impressed with the Teens Create submissions mm-hmm. um, and uh, the, the, the virtual cr- collections uh the, it's called the collection corner that, mm-hmm. that dorian mentioned yeah. so great and then the I, in-person. I participated in the virtual one that's right <laughs> I, I did you're that guy i am that guy um you have a musical collection i do yeah, yeah. and so uh, maybe that one hit home to you, you it did I, yeah. I like that i like sharing my collection with the people around me it's something that i have have value in and i've enjoyed being able to share it with our patrons and seeing all of their collections shared back with us. Yeah. Boy. It's just such a nice glimpse at what somebody values. Yeah. 
I, I wish I still had my model rocketry collection from when I was a kid. We had Estes rockets. You would put rocket engines in them and you'd fire them into the sky yeah. and they'd turn over and they'd have parachutes and you'd go collect the rocket. Um, good times. And then uh, we were also a Pinewood Derby household. We, we were as well. Very serious. Did you, 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 oh, you did look you like a grand polish, champion? Did you polish the nails and Oh no, we didn't polish any nails. Um, but my my dad uh, had access to a lot of really great um, you know um, uh, electronic tools mm-hmm. uh, power power tools and uh, just whatever we could come up with he could cut and form and mm-hmm. every day my sister and I would run home after school and and sand and eventually paint and and then when yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's all about the effort that you put in. Yeah, and I would love to share those in some sort of collection. But uh, I don't have those things. But maybe you have something that uh, you're passionate about. I'm, I'm pointing you, to this, you know. The listener. Yeah, I'm pointing to you, the listener. Can um, you feel us pointing at you? I'm, I'm actually pointing. Um, so anyways, you, you have a lot of different ways to um, participate in the library and our, our programs or services and... Uh, yeah. You know, um, sometimes it helps you. Sometimes you're helping other people. Let's go back to Dorian. And uh, she has a couple more things to say. And so she says, another parent's comments about preparing uh, for their turn participating in the kids collection program. Dorian, this has been such a fun exercise for the three of us. Today, we worked on labels, names and descriptions of each detective Lego creation. It was so fun to listen to both of my kids describe each one while I typed their responses. It took the whole experience a step further and it inspires me to do more. Apply this idea to other things we do together or things they create. And then the final thing that Dorian shared with us is a note. Miss Dorian, I won't be able, I won't be able to be a librarian like you when I grow up because I'm going to be president. (laughs) This young patron went on to film a summer reading spot for us on our local TV stations. I think that's fantastic. Maybe... It's great. But you know what? You know, it's always good to have the librarian gig to fall back on. Right. And you can't be president until you're 35, so what are you going to do before that? Well, he didn't say what president. Maybe it's the president Um, of uh, the Cheese Club. That's true. He could be that very young. Well. I think the other patron, though, there definitely should be a librarian. If you like cataloging. (laughs) Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Well, our time has come to an end. Um, Thank you so much for all of our patrons for coming into our library, making our jobs delightful, and letting us get to know you. And um, you make us better people. You make us smarter people. And hopefully we turn around and make others, um, you know, interesting and smart as well. We appreciate your existence of life. Absolutely. That's a good throwback there, or a callback is what they call it. We'd also like to thank all the librarians who participated, and we're so excited to hear those personal stories about patrons, Um, some of them funny, um, some of them just uh, touching and heartwarming. And we, we thank you for them all, whether you wrote them or if you, you know, recorded them for us. Yeah. Thank you all. Thank you all very much. And we invite all of the librarians out there that might be listening to participate in our next month's episode, which is really telling us about you, the librarian. What is it that you do? Why did you choose to become a librarian? How did you become a librarian? <laughs> you know, we have some people that started out as a page or a clerk, and they have risen through the organization and worked many, many different jobs. I think those stories are interesting, but yeah. the the person that had become a uh, youth services librarian and did that for 30 years, I think that's amazing too. Um, I want to hear all those stories. How about you? I do, yeah. I want to hear 
everybody, top to bottom. But you know what I want to hear? Do you know what I want to hear right now? What's that? I want to hear if we're going to get Paul Rudd on this show. Man. It's next. We end today's show with another installment of In Search of Paul Rudd. is a production of Johnson County Library in Johnson County, Kansas, USA. Find new episodes each month on our website, jocolibrary.org, and older episodes at jocolibrary.org slash didyouhear. You can subscribe to the Did You Hear podcast from our streaming home, jocolibrary.podbean.com, or search for Joco Library or Did You Hear at your favorite podcast streaming service. Also, find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash jocolibrary, on Twitter at jocolibrary, on Instagram, instagram.com slash jocolibrary, and check out our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash jocolibrary. We'd love to hear from you via email. Write to us at didyouhear at jocolibrary.org hear a brand new episode on the first of next month. Thanks for listening.